Welcome to Origin Gates Daily Podcast. This is Wisdom's Echo with Lindy Masters with the insight of the day. Today I want to talk about the remnant. I'm hearing a lot of people talking about a remnant, a remnant arising. There is a remnant of people. We are the remnant. And it sounds lovely, but then, you know, we do have to look at what a remnant is. And so I had a look at remnant in the dictionary, and remnant means a part or a quantity. So a remnant of something is to a part of something or a quantity of something. And so in respect to people, then I had to go, all right, then who is this remnant? Who are these remnants? So let's have a look at it historically, um, what would have constituted a remnant of people. So remnant of people historically would have been those who survived the invasion of their lands. Um, we can talk about the the Jews um, and the Holocaust, the, the remnant that survived the horrendous things that happened, or any people groups in Africa, there have been fights and there have been a remnant of people that have survived. Um, in every war there's been a remnant. Even in a pandemic there's a remnant of people that will have survived some terrible pandemic. Um, we have a look at Romans chapter 11. Um, historically in the scriptures it says here, um, we've got Elijah and he's freaking out. Where is the God of Israel? Am I the only one? And they said, Lord, you've, they've killed your prophets. They've torn down your altars and I alone am left and they're seeking my life. Um, and, the, and the divine response to him in Romans 11 is this. I have kept for myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to Baal. In modern language, I'd go, Cool it. Calm down, boy. I got 7,000 people. You're going to be all right. But that would have been the remnant. That would have been those who were left, those who um, had been set apart or set aside. So I looked up the word remnant, which was lima in Greek in Romans chapter 11 and verse 5. And lima is a remainder, a remainder of people, those who've remained. So it doesn't necessarily constitute a need for a terrible catastrophe to kill a whole lot of people. It's a remainder of people. People who've remained faithful to an ideology, people who've remained faithful to a thought pattern, to walking a certain walk, which will then constitute a remainder of people, those who've remained. So let's look biblically. God used a remnant when? Well, with Noah. Noah, only eight were saved, and those are the ones through whom Yahweh um, rebuilt the earth and replenished everything that was on the earth. We look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They didn't want to bow down to false gods, and they were a remnant, not because everyone had been killed, but they were a remnant who stood up and said, no, 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 I'm a, we're the remainders of those who will not bow down. Uh, we have the same with Nehemiah building the walls. This remnant who said, no, we will build the walls. We will be the ones that God can use. And again, in 1 Kings chapter 19, 18, he goes, um, I have yet for myself 7,000 in Israel who did not bow the knee, the knee to Baal Elijah. I've got a remnant. I've done a little bit of study with Enoch uh, and his followers when I was reading in the book of Jasher and in the book of Enoch, it said that Enoch was training up, and I think it said 70, I'm not sure the, the, the number, men or people who he was training to go up and down into the realms of the kingdom. And 
I began to do a study on the Essenes, and the Essenes, there are there's some speculation that there was a remnant or a remainder of Essenes who were relatively monastic in nature, who were keepers of scripture, who actually were part of the group that he was training um, to go up and down, to go into the realms of the kingdom physically through this ends of the earth portal. And then I, I can validate that by a fragment of the book of Noah, which is in the back of the book of Enoch, um, which says that when Noah was born, his father Lamech ran to his for his father, which is Noah's grandfather, and Methuselah and said, oh my goodness, I've got this child, he's been born, he is just really different, he's not like us, he's different. He opened his eyes and the room lit up. His hair was as white as snow and he spoke mysteries to God. Mom, moms, those of you who have given birth to babies, if your baby had done that, oh, Lord have mercy, I would have run out the room. And so he ran off to, to Methuselah to go, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. This child is different. And he said to Lamech, go to your father Enoch at the ends of the earth and ask him who this child is. And he ran off to the ends of the earth, which in my thinking back in the day would have been, I don't know, Mongolia or someplace. But really, the ends of the earth was a place, it's a, it's a portal, it's a place, an entrance of going up and down. That's like in John, the revelator, John, John, come up here, that place. So Enoch, uh, he runs to go, and he goes to the ends of the earth, I'm saying this in inverted commas, to this place, this open place of heavenly, I don't know, up and down, and he goes and he says, Enoch, Enoch, Lamech does this, Enoch, Enoch. And Enoch goes, yes, what do you want, comes and speaks to him. And he says, I've had this child, and I don't think he's one of ours. I don't know where he's come from, but he's come from above because his eyes opened up and the room lit up, his hair was white, and he spoke mysteries. I don't know what to do with this kid. And, and Enoch went, calm down, boy. Uh, I saw him here, and God has sent him to the earth because he's part of the remnant through which he will save mankind because a deluge is coming. Isn't that awesome? And so Enoch and his followers, he then begins before this event, Enoch had begun to train up different followers to, to follow the same path as him, going up and down physically. And when Enoch, it says in the scripture, Enoch walked with God and then was no more. When they realized that this place, this, this entrance place, whether it was physical or it was a spiritual place of going up and down physically, when they went to find him and they realized he wasn't coming back, he wasn't talking anymore, and that God had kept him in this realm, it said the followers were not to be seen. In fact, they found 70 mounds of sand covered in snow, and when they dug it up thinking his followers had perished, they dug them up and there was just sand, and they realized all of them had gone with him. These were remnants in the day that were going up and down and that were showing the way into the Father's heart, showing that pathway to know him, to look at him face to face and to have fellowship with him. So yes, publicly, there was always remnants that Yahweh used. So this brings us, of course, to today. Have we got modern day remnants? Well, I think we've got good and bad. Yes, we do. We have people who we call mystics, people of the way, derech. The way, I am the way, derech, I am the pathway to the Father. Um, we have people who, who, who believe uh, strongly in certain things and are following certain pathways mystically that we, we would call today modern-day remnants or remainders of a certain way of thinking. Bad examples of remnants would be those who hold on to cult leaders, those who have false religions, 
uh, I've watched a, a couple of things recently on, on different cults and, and how they work, how they isolate them and then bring them into a place where they, where they have one ideology and won't mix with the world and then it gets weird and then they die. So yes, there are remnants, good and bad. Now, we must learn from previous mistakes, previous remnants. You know, in the United Kingdom, there was a, a movement in the 60s, 70s, I think 70s primarily, and in, in, in sort of ended in the 80s. Um, and it was a house church movement, nearly half a million people. It was astonishing, all meeting in house churches around the country. But then I looked to see why did it not last? It's actually good news. It's, it's rising up again. But why did it not last? And these were the things that I found when I, when I did some research Pride was one of them. I, I pride, uh, I'm proud of the fact that I'm a remnant. I'm proud of the fact that I'm, I'm like, not like everybody else. Then it began to be quite denominational. I'm of Paul and I'm of Apollos. I'm of this group and I'm of that group. Um, isolation, Proverbs 18 verse 1, a man who isolates himself seeks his own desire and he rages against wise counsel. So these things we must learn from. Pride being a big one, you know, when we have pride and ego, Yahweh can't really work through us and with us. So we need to build personal boundaries and corporate boundaries for building a remnant. And, and for us, we believe in the 12 strands. We call them strands or 12 um, provisos that we use um, for making sure that we don't overstep the stuff and become cultish in itself, you know, righteousness, peace and joy in him. I live and I move and I have my being. I am the way, the truth and the life, justice, judgment, righteousness, all these things we hold on to uh, and, we, and we take everything we do through all of these strands. And as we take it through these strands, we can judge that the stuff stays pure and, and, and completely in, uh, immersed in scripture and in the Father. Um, one of the other things, we need a sweetness of spirit. We need to be sweet, have sweet spirits, not prideful, sweet spirits. We need to have community. We do need each other. As soon as I have people going, I need to just be on my own. I'm spending time by myself. It never really ends well because that often just keeps on and on and on. I think for seasons, it's phenomenal. But when it keeps going on and on and on and it gets extended, we can become so isolated. And it says that we rage against wise counsel and eventually it comes to a place where we come into deception. And so we do need each other. It's vital that we need each other. Yahweh put us into family because we need each other. You know, he who wants to have friends must show himself friendly. What should any remnant's fundamentals be? So what should, if we call ourselves a remainder or a remnant of people, what should the fundamental bottom line be of what defines who and what we are as those who would be a remainder of people who, say, for instance, in this case, mystics or people who are lovers of Yahweh and his truth and Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ? Well, we need to love God. We need to love one another. And we need to love ourselves. Just a massive move at the moment of people learning how to love their bodies and how to work with their bodies, how to, to love on themselves and not to treat the bodies. There's no good thing in the flesh, which I know scripture says, but it doesn't mean we have to hate our bodies. Um, and we need to be biblically sound. I'm very strong um, on, on the word. We do need to know the word. We need, we need to read the word and everything we, we do needs to go through the filter of the word because the word was made flesh and dwelt amongst us. Jesus is the word. We, can't, we should not be overly mystical or overly weird, people. Nobody got time for overly weird. Don't be overly mystical. Where people can't have a decent, normal conversation with you without it getting crazy weird. You know, it, it's, it's exhausting. 
we one of the things that is our fundamentals we love to give we love to trade into truth and trade into one another and trade into the one new man the the, the thing that that Yahweh is taking us into we need to trade into that we need to walk with mentors I love the idea of walking with mentors again not in an exclusive thing where we can we can then become uh, separate and and go into error but we have many mentors around us who can mentor and speak into and speak with us I have wonderful mentors that I can phone and go listen I had a dream and can I run this by you I had a an encounter with Yahweh can I run this by you and they helped me to to make sense of it and to bring it into uh, a place where it's biblically sound remember the 12 strands so I love walking with mentors it's an incredibly safe place for me to be in and then we need to be careful you know how do we deal with those who are different to us I I believe that I am part of a remnant. I am part of a group of people who are, are people of the way, people, this one new man that Yahweh is beginning to put together. Not sure that we even know what that looks like because there's no Jew, there's no Gentile, there's no Greek. You know? the, so what does it look like? You know, It can't look like one or the other. It's got to look completely new. And I believe Yahweh is going to show us in this year ahead what the one new man looks like. But how do we deal with those who are different from us, believe differently, or have a different ideology or a different slant on being a remnant? How do we deal with them? Well, be mature. Grow up. You don't have to be fighting with everybody. Yahweh can, can do nothing with his people unless they walk in unity together. Now, we don't have to have unity of doctrine. We don't have to be on everybody's different forums, but we need to have unity of heart and unity of spirit one with another. We need to love one another. And one of the biggest things that I believe that we've begun to learn with a very good friend of mine, Maurice Elenos, who's been bringing a whole new truth of honor. Honor is not just a thing and a word glibly to be used, but honor. Honoring one another, I honor your path as long as you honor my path. We need to honor each other's paths. We, we, we traditionally, historically in the church, have always criticized and um, vilified anyone who doesn't walk our path because our path is right. We this this religious system has made us trade into I'm right and you're wrong, and that is not honor. I honor your path and we and you honor my path, and then we walk together. Um, your path being fulfilled, my path being fulfilled, doing what the Father is telling me to do. And that's the bottom line, not doing what man tells me to do, not doing what a group of people tells me to do, not doing what books tell me to do, but I only do what I see my Father doing. We're in a great time at the moment of finding out who he is. I think the church is full of people who are passionate about God, who are passionate about Jesus, who are passionate about church, but they don't know him. They don't know who he is. There isn't a personal relationship. We follow the God of our mum and our dad and our pastor, but we haven't understood who our God is, who he is. We haven't got a personal relationship with him, and that makes walking very difficult. So we need to not be vilifying those who are different from us, but be mature, love and honor them, and enjoy this walk of being those who are the remainders, the, the, the remnant, doing what the Father tells us to do. Shalom, shalom. Thank you so much for listening.